Hello and welcome to Library Land Loves, a podcast from the Ontario Library Association. I'm your host, Michelle Arbuckle, and today we have timed our episode to come out during spring break in Ontario. We thought it would be fun to hear straight from the horse's mouth what games kids are interested in right now, and maybe make some suggestions of games that you might want to suggest to your own kids or even play yourself. This year, I have been, uh, I found myself really diving deeper into gaming more than I ever have before. But I think previously the the biggest gaming I ever did. Well, I did a lot of duck hunt when I was really little. And then I did I did some Tetrising on the TTC and that kind of thing. But I have to admit, the nightly swim around my island in Animal Crossing has been extremely therapeutic. But I would not ever in a million years consider myself a gaming expert which is why I am thrilled to welcome our guest today. Michelle Goodridge is a liaison librarian at Wilfrid Laurier University in Ontario. She has authored a book chapter and several journal journal articles and has presented at conferences on gaming collections and programming in libraries. Her key areas of interest are gaming programming in libraries, bridging the gap between public and academic libraries, using games for English as a second language learning, representation of law enforcement in video games, that is so interesting to me, and using game simulations in the classroom. Michelle is the vice president of the Olita division of OLA, which is our technologies division. And we're very excited to have her here today. So today we'll be listening to some voicemails that many of our listeners' children have left for us. And they're going to tell us in their own delightful words which games they love and why. And Michelle, of course, is here to add her own recommendations and thoughts to that list as well. So we're going to take a quick break and be right back to talk with Michelle about our favorite games. Welcome to Libraryland Loves, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. I am so happy that you're here because you are one of the first people that I think of whenever I have a question about a game. Yeah, I'm so glad that you put the call out. And obviously, I do enjoy talking about games, so I'm excited. Here we go. So the way we're going to work it today, so like I said, we have um, some recordings from delightful children and their (laughs) thoughts on the games that they really like. Um, And you brought a list as well of games that you're into and that you think people might enjoy. So we're going to kind of go back and forth between the kids' recommendations and your recommendations, right? Sounds great. Okay, good. So the first recording I want to play, the first recording is from Nelson, who is three years old. And what I want to say first is shout out to Nelson's mom for making him believe that his toothbrush game is a real game. Here we go. Okay, what's the name of the game you use to brush your teeth? Chomper Chums! (laughs) Chomper Chums. And what do you do in Chomper Chums when you brush your teeth? What do you get? I don't know. You get money to buy food for who? Your pet crocodile. Can you say it aloud? (laughs) Nelson's favorite game is Chomper Chums, which is for those of us who have recently gone through the toothbrushing training uh, ritual, which I have, you know that toothbrushes nowadays come with um, an app you can download. And I think this is like the Philips app that you can download. And so you can you can basically have your children play this game. It basically just makes them brush their teeth for two minutes. It's really what it's doing. It's in this game, Chomper Chums, you're feeding an alligator as you brush your teeth. And so thank you, Nelson. And thank you, Carrie. A delightful recommendation. That was the most adorable thing I've ever heard. 
<laughs> I love it. It's so cute. So Michelle, what is your first game choice today? Um, my first game choice is Among Us. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is something that uh, has gained a lot of popularity in the last year. And uh, I actually had my first experience playing Among Us at Super Conference of all things. Yeah. Um, because I just, I just hadn't had a chance to do it. And it's, it's really great. You can uh, get it as an app or uh, play it online. And basically what you're doing is you're running around trying to um, find a parasitic ship, shapeshifter. That's what they say. Um, so one of your crewmates has been assigned that role and you're trying to figure out who on the, the uh, spaceship is that person. And they're trying to cause sabotage and kill off the rest of the crew members. Mm-hmm. And that person might be you. And it might be you. It's randomly assigned every time you log in to play the game. So it's incredible. My daughter is obsessed with this game. We played it several times. We played it during the conference as well. Um, and but every time she's disappointed when she's not the killer because that is the <laughs> most fun role to have. I think it it is it's fun kind of being able to uh, sort of be deceitful and mm-hmm. you have this secret mission and you can go around and uh, you know take out your your friends in friendly combat. Um, yeah, yeah. And there's some like poker face bits of the game because after someone dies in the game, you all go into this meeting room or a meeting is called and, um, and everyone has to kind of be like, who's the killer? Where were you? And everyone has to kind of cop to where they were or pretend they were somewhere. And it's very, it's very interesting to see like the psychological elements of the game and how people play it. Oh, for sure. And I know that some people take it very seriously mm-hmm. and, um, you know, are very good at developing strategies for that game. So it's kind of a, it's an easy, accessible game, and it can also become one that's, you know, one of great strategy that can amuse people of all ages, really. Absolutely. What would you say the age range is for Among Us? Um, I would say you would want someone probably age six plus Mm -hmm. um the good thing is if you can play online you can either create your own room and then it's only people that you know or you can join a random room if you want to play with with others um and i think it's pretty safe for kids they're not going to really interact with anybody that they shouldn't be online which is something definitely to take into consideration with all these online games these days right absolutely yeah my daughter this week actually has a a tournament planned with her class for Among Us. So they're all going to get on in the same room and, and play each other. And yeah, it's really safe and, and really fun. I like playing it with her. We've had some family tournaments, um, you know, with our family spread around the province and, and it's been really fun and she likes it and I like it. And uh, we get to kill our family. So <laughs> when that's... else do you get to do that and not get in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so the next uh, game we're going to talk about is Zelda Breath of the Wild, which I have two very excited callers to talk about. So our first caller is uh, Ryan, who is nine years old. Hi, my name is Ryan. I'm nine years old, and my favorite game is Zelda Breath of the Wild. I like it because, well... 
there's a lot of graphics. There's like, it's realistic. So like, there's birds, there's squirrels, there's bears that you can ride. There's horses, and there's weapons. Um, and yeah. Good. Thanks, Ryan. Welcome. So that was Ryan. And then we have another call from Bo, who is, this is, he wanted me to stress, six and a half. Important. What game do you like the most? Um, the wireless, when you defeat the game, because you can play it in master mode, and when you play the master mode, you can, uh, when you play your master mode, the, the bad guys can regenerate and they can like get their health back. You can see the health on top of the bad guys and they can regenerate to go back to their full health. And what game is this? Breath of the Wild, I just said that. Okay, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> so the Zelda franchise mm -hmm. is one of my favorite of all time. Okay. So I've played a lot of Breath of the Wild and I think it's uh, adorable and also might say something about my um, capabilities that I have not beaten the game and a six and a half year old has, so. <laughs> fair, that's fair. So it's kind of like an adventure game is that you're trying to get through different levels, that kind of thing? Yeah, so this most recent edition of Zelda Breath of the Wild, um, so, so there's been many Zeldas, right? Mm -hmm. And then they always attach the secondary title to the next release. So we've had Ocarina of Time, which some people will remember from Nintendo 64 or um, uh, Majora's Mask. Um, so basically in Breath of the Wild, which is the Nintendo Switch version of Zelda, um, it's a open world. So this was new for diehard Zelda fans. So instead of going through in a very linear process where, you know, you go to this stage to then progress to this stage, et cetera, et cetera, the open world concept means that you can kind of go off and do your own thing. Mm -hmm. And that can be good and bad. I have gotten into situations where I got exploring and ended up in areas where I was not even close to ready and you just get annihilated and you have to figure out how to get out of there because you're not going to live. So it's, uh, it's an interesting concept, and, and like, um, like they were saying, uh, there's a lot of features that you'll remember from the old games, like being able to ride a horse, um, you know, there's combat, there's uh, different uh, races and characters that you encounter in your journeys. The overall goal is obviously to go through and to become stronger and faster and learn new skills. There's a lot of puzzles in this game too, which makes it really interesting. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, basically it's, it's, it's a fantastic game and it's won so many awards and it's clear why it did. Hmm. When you're playing games like this, what are you doing? I'm just wondering, you know, do you do things like what the kids do, which is, are you watching YouTube to find out how other people are playing it? Is that how most people play nowadays? Uh, yeah, I, so it's kind of funny. Um, I'm curious who will be listening to this, but I can remember back in the day, 
going to the game store and buying a printed um, yes. manual that yeah. would guide you through the entire game. Um, those don't exist anymore in a print right. format. Um, <laughs> so what you can do, yeah, there is definitely a, a point in Breath of the Wild where I was stuck. It was one of the shrines and I had to, um, I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do. And there's a bunch of little balls and I had to like put them somewhere and do something. Um, so I definitely had to look it up on YouTube and I just typed in the shrine and its name and boom, right there. <laughs> wild. It's wild to me. It's amazing. All right. So our next uh, few games we're going to talk about I'm, these are the ones that I'm really into. So these are the world building games and right. they're kind of just like, <laughs> to, and, you know, I mentioned animal crossing off the top. Um, and it's just, it's funny to me, you know, as I was, as I was, as I do animal crossing that these are just things I could be doing in real life. Like I'm picking up weeds. I <laughs> I'm, I'm getting furniture and moving it around my house. Like they're just, I'm, I'm, I'm living in this world that is not my own. Oh, I'm going clothing shopping. That's the thing that I do the most in Animal Crossing that I love because I can't do it right now. And I just, I love, I, I understand how this is so entertaining for people just to like create their own little world and do all these little things in it. Oh yeah. Like, and even before Animal Crossing, we had The Sims. The Sims was huge. Yes, yes. And it was just mundane yeah. tasks of going to work every day and, you know. Yeah, building I mean, your house. The, the Sims always seemed a little bit like nefarious to me because of how many people were just killing them or <laughs> or torturing them in some way or just like making them walk into a wall again and again. Um, but yes, absolutely. Those, those same things are happening in The Sims. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what is the world building game that you want to talk about? Um, I want to bring up uh, Terraria. Mm-hmm. So this is one that my nephew is super into. Um, and he was a really big Minecraft player and he still does play Minecraft. Um, but Terraria is almost like um, a slightly more elevated version of Minecraft, I guess we could say. Hmm. Um, so it is an action adventure, what they call sandbox games. So this idea that you do crafting, exploration, you do world building. Um, there's also combat that's in it. And it's almost got a bit of an RPG kind of um, element to it. So it's, it's kind of a mixed bag. It's got a lot of things going on. Um, but again, it's this, this idea that you make, you make worlds. Mm -hmm. And it looks like it's on a number of different platforms. What do you play it on? Um, so I have played it so far on my PC, but mm -hmm. I know that my nephew plays it on PC and his uh, phone. So it's portable. Um, it's available on most of the big platforms. Like it, it's been around, I think, also for, for a little bit now. Yeah. I'm thinking 2011. Mm -hmm. um, and there's quite a few gamers online that stream playing Terraria as well. Interesting. Yeah. It's one I've never heard of, but I'm kind of taking a look around it right now. It looks really interesting and cool. You're right. Very similar vibes to Minecraft. Mm -hmm. So the games that we got calls about that are, are the world building games. We got a call about Roblox, um, which is kind of the, um, it's the one that's taking over most kids I know around the age of 10. It's the one that most of them are playing right now. And when you say Roblox, it's such a uh, non-specific way to say a game because Roblox itself isn't the game. It's kind of like 
going to the mall. It's like Roblox is the mall, but then you need to find the stores, the games within there, right? So my daughter right now is playing a lot of Bloxburg. Very interesting, different like life simulation role-playing type games in here. Yeah, it's it's an interesting format that they have. So basically all of the games that are within it are created by people who are also users who then end up getting credits for making good games and then kind of feeds the system that way. Um, and it's been around a really long time. I had to look it up. It was 2006. Oh, wow. So it's it's interesting that kids are still super into it right now because it, it has got, it's, it might even be older than Minecraft. I don't know. Yeah, it certainly only entered my world this past year. <laughs> so let's hear now from Clara, and she's going to tell us a little bit more about why she likes Roblox. Hi, I'm Clara, and I'm 10 years old. My favorite video game is Roblox. Why I like Roblox is because there's tons of different games you can choose from and you can play online with friends or on your own. I recommend the video game Roblox for ages eight and up. Hope you have a fun time playing it. Hello, I am Simone and I am eight years old. I love Bloxburg because you can build free and you can build whatever you want. I built a mansion and I have in the mansion one bathroom, two bedrooms, one living room, one kitchen. And my favorite room is my bedroom. I love my bedroom because it has an office and it has a very expensive bed and a puzzle floor. <laughs> I just love that a mansion is a two bedroom, one bathroom house. <laughs> that's, that's Toronto real estate talking right there. I was going to say that's $2 million right there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now this next one is, all right. Do we want to talk? So the next one's about Toka life. Should I, we, do you want to talk well, a bit more about Roblox? Could I talk a little bit about Roblox? Let's talk a bit more about Roblox. So, okay. I don't want to do fear mongering, but I really think we need to have a conversation about some of these games that are really popular with children that have a really large um, online community and people end up interacting with each other. Mm -hmm. So in my research um, about Roblox, because I, I wanted to come into this with some, with some talking points, and I wasn't surprised to find that Roblox made headlines quite a number of times um, for negative uh, reasons. Mm -hmm. and basically what's happening is, um, now this isn't all the time, but there are reports of adults that are grooming children on this platform because these are open world games. They're a lot of times free to play or very cheap to play. Um, you have, you know, adults playing alongside children, mm -hmm. which I mean, we shouldn't discourage that, but at the same time, we kind of have to go into it knowing uh, what potentials are out there. Mm -hmm. So um, most famous, sorry, infamously, uh, there was a virtual sexual assault that occurred in June, 2018 on Roblox. Mm -hmm. um, and that was when a seven-year-old's player was attacked by two male avatars. Um, and then they had hacked the game closed the game's code to show explicit imagery. Mm. So, and, the, and this is, this is the pros and cons, right? Because you have this open world and this ability to create anything you want. Mm -hmm. um, 
and that allows for a lot of really creative people to make things to benefit for all, but it does have to come with a bit of a caution. And it's the same with Terraria or Minecraft. Like when, when they look at the ratings, you know, they give you a, a standardized rating, you know, age seven plus or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't account the people that they may interact with. And as a parent, there, there needs to be a discussion, I think, mm-hmm. um, going into these sorts of games. So um, my nephew is 12 years old and he plays... Um, a few different games online. So he plays Terraria, he plays um, Rocket League, and he plays uh, Fortnite. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, his mom has been very clear and said, you know, you can only be friends with people you actually know. Mm-hmm. Um, you can only talk to people that you actually know. Um, and he he has gotten in trouble before because, you know, he made he made a friend through some sort of battle and they seemed like a super nice person and they were from, you know, the United States and obviously Jack had never met them. Um, so you had to have a talk about that. Like it, it could be dangerous. Like don't tell them where we live and don't tell them anything about you. And when they talk through their headsets, you can tell it when a child is a child, um, but that isn't saying that you can't have technology to make yourself sound like a child. Right. And again, I'm not fear-mongering, but I, I want to bring it up because there's there's a lot of research and data on this sort of stuff. And I would point people towards um, doc- the work of Dr. Sarah Grimes. Yes. She does a lot of work um, with uh, children and play and commodification and um I've heard her give talks before on, you know, apps that are targeting kids for in-game purchases and all these sorts of things. And while we've got lots of tools and lots of games and things on our disposal, we can do a lot of really fun stuff online. It also kind of opens up the door for some of these not so fun things. Mm-hmm, for sure. We, we yeah. don't want to scare them. We don't want to, you know, prevent them from being able to have fun, but, you know, maybe setting up some ground rules and, being open and and if something bothers you, you know, um, we always tell Jack if somebody's doing something inappropriate, ban them. That's something you can do in Fortnite is you can ban a player yeah. for inappropriate activity. Huh. So yeah, just keeping those tools in mind. Absolutely, that's great. So the last call we have about a um, world building game is Elliot, who is seven. Hi, I like Toka Life because you get to upgrade things, find secret things, and it's a very fun game. And you get to make your own people. You can flush things down toilets. <laughs> you can turn. You can make. You can dress up the sun. You can put a head on it. You can turn it into the moon, and you can turn on lights. And this upgrade that I got comes with a little mouse and it comes in this little door room that's secret and you can make people have drinks and you can make them change their outfits yeah you can make them have drinks and flush them down the toilet come oh, on man. <laughs> that's the best what else what, was- do you, what do you want what else? <laughs> okay, so in case you missed it, that was Toka Life, which is a super cute game. Um, we we played it years and years ago um, because they had some really little kid versions of of cute games. But I've never I haven't seen this one. But 
Yeah. And it's created by um, Toka Boka, which is a Swedish app company. Yeah. And they specialize in kids' educational games. Mm-hmm. They're super cute. Their and animation, their little drawings are so cute. They're adorable. And I mean, the the games themselves, they've got lots of different things that they're asking kids to do and they can kind of develop different skills and puzzles and all sorts of things. And I think it's what, age six to 12? Is yeah, there? something like Key. that. Yeah. And this was one actually that Dr. Sarah Grimes said was really good for in-app purchases. There's not a lot of that happening. That's great. All right. Well, Toka Life, check that one out. And so what's your next pick, Michelle? I want to talk about playing tabletop games online mm-hmm. and a couple dip- different options for doing that. We can't, we can't see each other. We can't have a board game night in person anymore. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad, um, but there's lots of viable online options, I would say. Um, The first one I want to talk about is Tabletopia. So there is a free version of Tabletopia and it has a a not like a few games on it, like not all of them. And then they've kind of got a a staged tiered system. Like, you know, you you pay this much, you get this many more games, et cetera, et cetera. And it's a per month subscription and you can play it on Windows, uh, Android. So it's run Mm -hmm. through... um, something called unity is the engine but mm-hmm. you can play it online and yeah it's it's really easy to navigate they've got most of the full graphics from games um, that you would know and love stuff that's really complicated and stuff that's really simple like wing wingspan's one of my favorite board games and they've got that on it and yeah you can set up an account and have your friends come and play and they've got it's just a really easy interface and, you know, we've yeah. got classic stuff on it too. There's, there's also multiple other ones that are out there. Um, I just picked two that have very large catalogs. Mm-hmm. Um, there, you know, there's, there's different sort of ways to access board games online, um, depending what it is you wanted to play. But those are the two I, I tend to play the most because they'll have more of the Euro games that I like. Oh, okay. And do, when you, access either of these platforms do you have to finish the game within a certain amount of time or are you restricted in any way by that uh no no we've played uh we've played very long games and you can (laughs) leave your table too and so in tabletop simulator especially if you didn't finish it's okay and you can leave your table the way it was oh and they have this wonderful feature if you get really mad you can flip the table and it's (laughs) and the game's done incredible The next call that we have, it's not a tabletop game. We have two calls left. So let's let's let Caden tell you about his favorite game. Hi, I'm Caden. I'm 12. My favorite video game is Rocky. It's literally the best game on earth. I love it so much. I play it so much. A reason why you should download it on your Xbox. It's free. You can do so many cool tricks. It's so fun. Download it today. No. <laughs> I like how you can aerial. What aerialing is when you jump, tip your car up, and you can like fly around in the air with your boost. So fun. You can do the tricks you can do. It's just an awesome game. I love so that was called Rocket League. Uh, which is free to download. Download it today on your Xbox. I really like the kids. You can tell the kids that are ready to be YouTubers any day. <laughs> I was going to say, get that kid a marketing job. Jeez. <laughs> are you familiar with Rocket League at all, Michelle? 
I am. Mm-hmm. It is uh, is a great game. It and like he said, it is free, um, and it's across basically every platform now. Um, you can play it on Xbox, Switch, PlayStation. But no, it's it's a really popular game, um, and actually, people play this game at the esport level. Like, it, oh. it, it's not just kids; it goes the whole way up. Basically, you're a car uh-huh. that plays soccer. Yeah, lots of really cool graphics and cars, and you know. It's, yeah. it's just fun. It's silly and fun and you can play with your friends online. And all right. I'm, I'm downloading this one. I got, I got to know more about this card that plays soccer. All right. The last call that we have is from Weston, who is our oldest gamer, oldest gaming child, uh, who is playing rogue company. One of my favorite games is a game called rogue company. It's a third person shooter game where you team up in teams of four and two and try to capture objectives, disarm bombs, and uh, fight other people. And the goal of the game is to um, kill everyone on the other team uh, 12 times on strikeout, once on extraction, and once in demolition. And it's getting updates every month. So it's get it's a it's a big game like it's sponsored one of the biggest YouTubers ever, Mr. Beast. Anyways, so, so what do you know about Rogue Company, Michelle? Um, this is one I had to look a little bit more into. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh it's a first person, third sorry third person shooter. He was right. Um, it looks look at, like what it's, does that mean? What does third person shooter mean? Um, that is a really good. Uh, question okay um it's like a like a top-down sort of approach to oh i see so whereas i'm thinking of like call of duty that's a first person like it looks like you're holding the gun whereas this is kind of more of a um all-seeing entity that overlooks the situation yes okay cool as far as uh, someone's going to correct me now but i'm like 90 percent sure there um Uh, yeah, so it looks like it's free to play. Um, the one thing I was looking up, I was curious what the age range was on it and it says that it's a teen. So it does have blood and suggestive themes and violence, but there also is apparently a menu option to turn gore off. Oh, okay. So that's a good thing to know. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there are so many games that are a lot like this that people Mm -hmm. end up playing. Um, they're, they're very cop common sort of like overwatch is like this Fortnite is like this um so i can see why it would be very popular well this has been wonderful thank you for all of your suggestions um these are great games and i hope that people get a chance over spring break or the ensuing stay at home orders uh to try out some of these games so thank you so much yeah no problem glad to be here We hope that you've enjoyed our conversation today. If you have something that you love that you'd like to bring to the Library Land Loves table, then please reach out to me. I would love to chat and to hear more about that. My contact info is here in the show notes. And please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter if you have any suggestions of games that we should be playing or games we can recommend to our kids to get them through these very lonely times. I'm sure that a lot of parents out there, including me, would appreciate that. Please don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and please tell a friend about us so we can all share in what library land loves. Bye-bye.